Good morning and welcome to Hochmah and Coffee, episode number 7 for the month of May, continuing our journey through the book of Matthew. Let us jump right in today. This is a rich one, and I want to... I'm going to combine two different stories. Like yesterday, we combined three that have the same idea. This one has two little stories that are combined side by side to give us one idea. And I want us to read verses 18 through 22. And I want you, as we're reading this, I want you to meditate. I want you to think. I want you to turn it over in your mind. Maybe even pause this. And I want you to think, what's, what's the big idea here? What is, why is this in the Bible? Why did... Matthew feel that this was so important right here, especially given the context of Matthew. If you've watched those videos, you know it's about Jesus as this messianic king, and we're going to see some of that here, and I'm, I'm only going to break down a little bit because we're not going in depth in Hochman and Coffee, just, just something that we can use today, but I want us to read these, and I want you to think, and I want you to even go deeper once we're done with Hochman and Coffee. You ready? Let's jump in in verse 18. It says, now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. Okay, so he's ready to go to the other side. But before he does, there's someone, actually two people who come up and interrupt him. We see first in verse 19, and a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. These two people have the same problem one root problem it shows itself in two different ways have you figured out what it is yet it can be summarized with two words in verse number 21 you ready me first me first we cannot be a follower of jesus and have me first if you look at the first one we have a scribe and the scribes they were intellectual they were very smart they kept the word of god they studied the word of god and here we have a scribe and scribes often they were there for the the accolades you know the admiration of their of their intellect which is a danger for all of us we need to make sure that it's not about our knowledge knowledge puffeth up but charity edifieth. And here we have a scribe who comes to him and says, hey, you're gaining popularity. People are beginning to like you. Maybe I can just attach myself to you and I want to follow around with you because if you're becoming so big, I could, you know, get in. I could be an early adopter. I can get in on this and be part of, you know, your tribe, part of your group. And just being around you, maybe I'll gain some of that wisdom and some of that popularity myself. And one day I can have my own little solo venture and spinoff and I could kind of take over where you leave off. And Jesus sees that this person, he's after accolades. And you say, how do you know that he's after accolades? The way I know is because I've read this a couple times before I record this. And look at verse number 20, and maybe you'll see it too. Look at the way Jesus answers him. He doesn't just say yes or no. He answers a very specific way. And the answer always, especially when coming from Jesus, always defines the motives of the question asker. Jesus doesn't randomly answer this. He answers it in a way that attacks the motives of the one asking. Okay, Did, uh, hopefully you got that. If you have to rewind that, rewind that a couple times because that's crucial when you're studying your Bible. In verse number 20, we see Jesus say, The foxes have holes 
and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. What was Jesus saying there? Oh, you want to follow me? Let me just tell you, there's no popularity. Let me just tell you, there's no cushy job. Um, You think that everybody loves me? Well, I don't even have any board to sleep. I'm on my own. I'm a renegade, right? I am on the outskirts of society. I am not somebody that everybody lifts up. I'm a very divisive person, so divisive that I have nowhere to lay my head. You know, it's not about you. It's not about me first. It's not about all the comforts of everything, right? And that's what Jesus was attacking here. Now, what does the scribe do in this passage? We don't know. He doesn't say, oh, and he left. We don't know in this passage what he does. And there's probably a reason why Matthew leaves this. And maybe it's for you and I to wrestle with the same question. What would we do? Is it all about the accolades? Is it all about the wealth? Is it all about the cushy job? It's not. Because can I tell you, the one moment people love you for speaking the truth, the other moment people hate you for speaking the truth. And that's the truth. That's the truth right there. Some people, they come into everything just pro and they're like, oh, this is so great. I love this. I love this. And then I say one thing and they get offended. They're, they're gone, right? Because truth, it's not about the cushiness. It's about speaking what is true and let God do the rest. And Jesus says, when I speak truth, hey, I'm going to tell you, you're going to follow me. You're going to want all the accolades, but you're not going to get them. In fact, you're going to be homeless like I am. Verse number 21, and another of his disciples, that means this guy isn't a scribe, but he's somebody who's been following Jesus a little bit, kind of listening to his his words, trying to live the way Jesus uh, encourages them to live. And then we see him say, Lord, before I follow you full time, before I commit to this, let me first go and bury my father. Now, I've heard it preached, but I've also did a little bit of study right now that this could mean that his father's not even dead, according to society and customs. His father might not even be dead, right? And he's saying, hey, let me go and, and be loyal to my father. Let me go and let me do what we're supposed to do as sons. Let me be loyal to him and take care of him. And you say, why is that bad? In our eyes, we don't see it. But I want you to think about this for a second. When God comes into your life, who should be the most valued person? Who should be the one you're concerned about most? Here, this young man says, first, let me. So me first, I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to, I want to keep my face. I want to do what I think is right. Even if it is right, he says, I'm going to, let me first. I'm going to go do this. And he puts his dad as more valuable than God. That's a problem right there. And Jesus looks at him and says, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. This is an interesting verse. I'm not quite nailed down on it, right? Because Jesus says, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. It might be, this is just me going off here. I haven't done too much study on this exact verse because it's it's a nebulous one. A lot of people don't go deep on this one. But it might be Jesus poking at the human condition and saying, let the dead, right? Those who are dead spiritually bury their dead physically. He says, hey, Let those who aren't following me, who don't care about me, let them bury the people who die. You need to have the right priority. I'm not sure on this. It still doesn't sit just right. I have to meditate it on some more and see if it connects to other passages in the Bible. But this is the main takeaway. Jesus calls for absolute ownership. He calls for absolute allegiance. And the reason why is because he is the king. If you look at 
verse number uh, verse number 20 he says the son of man this is the first time in the new testament jesus uses this title and if you know what this title is all about it's, it was mentioned in daniel um and this this figure is the divine king right it's a human who is given divine kingship and ownership and jesus is saying that's him and so he's saying hey the son of man the one who's supposed to have all this ultimate authority I don't even got a place to lay my head. Friend, we need to serve that king. We need to put him above ourselves, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it puts us outside our comfort zone. Friend, I'm doing so many things right now that are outside my comfort zone, and sometimes I get nervous, and sometimes I get scared, but this is the thing. If God wants me to do it, I've got to do it. Even if I'm nervous, even if I'm scared, I need to do exactly what he wants me to do and not put anybody or anything above his commands and his will Friends, search your heart. Is there anything that's that's competing with Jesus? May there be nothing that keeps us from wholeheartedly seeking after him and following after him and living the pattern of life that he has laid out for us. Well, friends, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.